And welcome to another episode of the Sartoya and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming back, and let's jump right into, of course, where first up is the download. Now, I have not been playing a lot of new games lately, but one of the things I have had to do on my quest for uh, Microsoft points during the course of the given month to make sure that I continue to not pay for Xbox Game Pass is trying to find games that I can play relatively easily and then gain achievement points rather quickly with regards to certain Xbox Game Pass quests that come up during the course of the month. And this led me back to a game I played initially way back a few years ago. Actually, it's not the exact same game, but I'll get into that. And the game in question is New Super Lucky's Tale. Now, Super Lucky's Tale was released originally exclusively for the Xbox. And it was came out in 2017, I believe. 2017, around that time, anyway. A year or two after that, they redid it, changed some of the gameplay mechanics, added in some levels, and then re-released it as new Super Lucky's Tale. And then it released for all platforms. So that game, and the original, but I'm only speaking about the new Super Lucky's Tale, is currently on Game Pass. So I, I went and picked that up and played it. And let me tell you, I was pleasantly re-surprised, and again, this game came out initially some years ago and is redone as New Super Lucky's Tales. It's from the developer Playful Games, and this is, and I don't mean this to besmirch the the game itself, because this is not an indictment of it in any way, shape, or form, but it is a generic platform over cute, cuddly mascot, and it fits into that mode, but it is very fun to play as a great story it is great for kids of all ages and it's one of those games that i've been able to pick up lately and just play and just have fun with it and just run through the levels and play and i like the mix of gameplay where there are some levels that are straight there 3d platforming and then there are others that are kind of like a 2.5D or 2, 2D slash 3D sort of combination in the way the level design is done. And also it offers up different ways to play amongst levels. Like no level really plays the same way with regards to the mechanics. All of them really you start at the beginning and you have to make it till the end and then finish whatever accomplishment that is. Um, set for for that level you also can collect pages in this book and you also obviously with a platformer you collect coins and it goes toward extra lives and things of that nature but i really am enjoying this game and it's one that on a daily basis if not every other day i've been going back to just to play something that is just fun and light-hearted and whimsical and new super lucky's tale checks all of those boxes and better yet it's a game that you can purchase on all the systems switch xbox playstation steam for just uh 39 excuse me 29.99 
and a lot of times this game is on sale as well so you can definitely find it for that at depending on the time of year but even at 30 bucks it is definitely a steal next up is time for the gentleman spotlight and this week i want to spotlight a gentleman who was literally one of the first gentlemen in the Sartorial style community that I met when I started Webster style so many years ago and this is a gentleman by the name of Mr. Christopher Crosley. Mr. Christopher Crosley has become an invaluable uh, internet confidant over the years uh, but he's also a man of style, a man of substance. He's a man that has worn many hats. I first met him as he was pushing his lifestyle brand Modern Connoisseur and even since then he has branched off into different endeavors including currently Wilson and Wilson and Crosley Consulting, which is a faith-based coaching consulting firm. He's also a podcaster and a TV personality uh, with uh, the fellas on TV Six Down in Trinidad Dead and Tobago. And I have always sought him out for uh, his knowledge and expertise. And also, he's just been a really uh, great brother to bounce ideas off of in the sartorial space. Uh, going forward and he's just someone who I find to be very genuine and also very stylish on the internet and he is someone who always puts out positive vibes in the world so I wanted to give uh, Chris his flowers today so check him out uh, Mr. Christopher Crosley you can find him at Mr. Chris Mr. Crosley I think it is on Instagram he has a couple different handles but I'll put the link in the show notes but I just want to give Chris some shine on my gentleman spotlight for today now it's time for the short takes now the short takes this week are heavily gaming focused as a bunch of trailers dropped uh, in the past week or so since the last podcast you can actually see reactions to a lot of the actually two of what i'm talking about today and then some other trailers that dropped over at nerds rule the world with brian Saf and i doing the nrw checkpoint but i want to talk about first of all uh, out of the blue they announced a new ghostbusters game ghostbusters spirits unleashed now if you've listened to my podcast before you will know that i am a humongous fan of the ghostbusters the video game that was originally re released during the 360 ps3 era and then remastered um in this last generation of consoles and i absolutely loved the game i played it beat it on the 360 i rebought i bought the remaster on my xbox one and the playing through it, and i love it because before Ghostbusters Afterlife, that served as an official Ghostbusters 3. It was written by the series creators. All four original Ghostbusters are there. It's just a great game if you love Ghostbusters. So when I saw that this game was announced, I instantly got excited. Uh, it seems though as though it is a direct, not direct sequel, it plays off of many of the ideas that were brought forth in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ernie Hudson is there, Dan Aykroyd is there in the game. And in this game, it's a title from Ilphonic. So this is a studio that produced the Friday the 13th game, the Predator Hunting Ground game. Take that for what you will. Um, 
and it is an online four versus one setup. So much like those games, you'll have a, the four Ghostbusters trying to capture the one ghost that's played by somebody and, and vice versa. I'm waiting to see how that plays out because I was really hoping for something that had a bit more story and a bit more of a focused campaign very much akin to that Ghostbusters the video game that I love so much but in this game even if you don't feel like playing online you can play as a solo ghost or Ghostbuster with the AI taking on the other roles so it is got a little bit of a solo play there but it's still that four versus one sort of aspect so we'll see how it works out and it's going to be multi-platform all the playstations all the xboxes no switch though somewhat unusual in this case but because the game doesn't look like it's that high of fidelity when it comes to uh, the graphics. So I'm surprised that they're skipping out on the Switch. And this game is actually coming out in the end of 2022. Uh, speaking of the supernatural realm, the next game up is The Quarry. Now, this is a game that I saw the trailer for and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Where did this come from? It looks like a seminal 80s slasher flick so this game is from supermassive games they published or published and created until dawn on the uh, playstation and 2k and this is a teen horror title where once again you have to decide the fates of frightened youth and this this cast is all-star uh you have david arquette from obviously scream just came out ariel winters from modern family lance herrinkinson Aliens, Pumpkinhead, was it Pumpkinhead? I think it was Pumpkinhead, yes. Uh, Pumpkinhead and a whole host of all other movies. Uh, Justice Smith, I think his name is, from Detective Pikachu. Um, Ethan uh, Sloopley, I think his name is. Uh, the Bully from Boy Meets World. Uh, a whole host of uh, recognizable actors are in this movie. So I am, I am definitely, definitely excited for this one. I, I love my 80s horror flicks and this seems like something that will definitely be up my alley. This game actually comes out quite soon, which I'm surprised. Uh, it comes out June 10th and it'll be on all the PlayStations and the Xboxes and of course it'll be on PC as well. So that's it for these short takes. Alright, now that we have the gaming out of the way, let's get into some sci-fi we're trekking out in this week's episode is solely focused on Star Trek Picard. Now we are going to do a slightly spoiler filled review of episode 4 from season 2 and I have to tell you there was this episode fell flat for me uh, I, I must say I very much got vibes of generic sci-fi time travel here uh even it was cool but made worse by the callback to star trek for the voyage home uh if you watch this episode you'll notice that on the bus with uh seven and um, i forget ravi uh there was a older gentleman uh, red-headed mohawk loud radio blasting and that was the same young man that was in Star Trek IV way back when in 1986. So it was a nice callback, but even so it went into that 
same tried and true sci-fi time travel formula i overall it fell flat but it was serviceable as an episode in my opinion it felt like more of a filler episode i do not understand why Guinan looks the way she does um i did like the actress playing the young Guinan though oh can we talk though and this is something that i uh noticed in episode one when Picard talked to Guinan this time played by Whoopi Goldberg I don't know what's up with wardrobe and I didn't realize that Whoopi was how can I put this and I don't mean to that large of a woman nowadays I don't see her when she's on the views like usually from the chest up so I wouldn't know that outfit did not flatter her whatsoever whatsoever so wardrobe they need to do something they bring her back they need to change yeah no it was not flattering to her body size and this new guidance is drastically different from from whoopi uh with regards to to that and isn't that good or bad thing it's just saying as far as uh difference and how she's being played i'm just perplexed uh, because technically before now the first time that guidance and picard met was during the Times Arrow storyline in 1800 San Francisco way back with uh, the next generation I feel like this was probably like season five um, into six or season four into five cliffhanger I forget exactly which season Uh, so even if you know you recast for a younger guy and why does Guinan not know who Picard is especially if they went back to the past where this would be the past where the divergence hadn't happened yet so this past is directly influenced or the timeline leading up from his first meeting with Guinan it doesn't make sense to me in that regard yes I'm getting very much in into the weeds and maybe that will be explained uh, before this series is done but that just doesn't compute as far as I'm concerned. There are too many holes in that. Also, the fact that her bar 10 forward wasn't the fact that it was on least when it was on the Enterprise D. It was deck 10 forward section, which is why the bar was 10 forward. No, they have it on forward street and it's 10. Like that is really ridiculous. Anywho. I, I thought that, again, it was just a filler episode to push forward the plot. I do appreciate the direction and how everything was shown and depicted. I just think the story really did not do all of the other good aspects of it uh, justice. Um, it is interesting to see that Laris or a woman that looks like Laris is this watcher that they are looking for. So I'll be interesting to see if there's a connection there. Or if she just merely looks like Laris. Uh, I'm interested to see. There are too many butterflies for a group of people who are like, oh, we can't mess with the timeline. So there are just too many things getting wrecked. So I'm, I'm interested to see, more importantly, what changes occur when all of this is said and done. I do like the banter between the board queen and Agnes I think that so far has been the highlight of these past two episodes the banter and also the 
further drawing out of Agnes's character. I really disliked her as a character in the first season. They are writing her very well in this season. And I appreciate that character development that they are doing with her. Also, I'm highly intrigued that Q is showing up again and clearly his powers are on the fritz or we find out or we're going to find out that something is affecting or affects members of the continuum is it Q continuum Q collective I forget uh, where old age senility dementia sets in because he seems to be losing his mind he seems to be losing his powers so I am curious to see what's going on but more importantly how that ties into the overall storyline so that's my take on episode four uh i believe it's 10 episodes so we're about midway through the season so i'm hoping to have a bit more story good story and positive movement next week with episode five so that's my take on star trek picard i'm gonna take a break come back and we're going to talk about Halo. And we're back from the break. And one of my most anticipated television shows of the new year debuted this past week, and that is none other than Halo. I have been a fan of the Halo franchise since Halo 2, and I haven't looked back since. So I was very excited when they finally, finally was able to get Halo made into a live action series after many failed attempts at both series and movies 2022 nearly 20 years after the release of the original Halo we are finally here and I will say this I enjoyed it I am looking forward to see where it goes but it is not the Halo you expect. If you are someone like me who has played multiple games, uh, watched the movies that have come out and shorts that have come out over the years, I've never been one to read the books, but up until now, everything, every piece of media that has come out in reference to Halo and telling the story of this rich universe has been very much tied together. This series is literally going to take those things and to create something new. And in that regard, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because the story itself, I feel as though didn't need any changes to make it accessible to a wider audience. And that's really disheartening they chose this swerve uh, because you have visionaries like Steven Spielberg you have Microsoft from 343 Industries directly quote unquote directly involved in the production of this show and I am always a proponent of 
respecting and staying close to the source material and the spirit of that source material uh, because I will I don't have any scientific research or study but in my anecdotal observations of those sort of sci-fi geek properties over the years the closer you stay to what the fans love the more successful these movies and shows will be so I say that to say there are very big changes in Halo and how the story begins compared to the games so that's disappointing in that regard however I enjoyed the show I thought overall it was well done I felt like the Covenant elites were off in the design it looked a bit chunky um the cgi was good not great and i feel like and again i don't think there's anything you can do when you have these super soldiers in these humongous battle suits like they can't move any more fluidly just by you know physics and just basic laws of gravity uh, with regards to how they're able to move jump run in these battle suits so the opening battle in the beginning of the show was very much a nod to the game even with the obligatory switch to first person it was enjoyable uh, even with the story of the separatists and i even looked up uh, some history on the game that i wasn't that familiar with and i know that is a part of the lore and where uh, the spartan creation originally came from so that much was very true to the story i just felt as though that deviation with uh, spartan uh the with master chief and that object they found really shows of i don't know some sort of connection that they are going to their foreshadowing that the chief has to the covenant maybe i'm not sure especially with that human covenant person uh that was talking to the prophet of mercy i'm like where's she come from like she's not part of the game uh, to my knowledge i've never seen her and she's never been a boss that i've had to beat in in any of the halo games uh, so i am interested to see where that goes I am also, okay, listen, I have to say, I'm a black male. I understand the call for diversity, but there are some times when you don't just need to race swap people for diversity's sake. Halo is a series that is rich in characters of all hues, all genders, all species. There was no reason to race swap admiral keys or commander keys and miranda keys no reason whatsoever i don't understand the purpose of making um commander keys black so miranda is now biracial because her mom is still halsley who is a very caucasian blonde female still i don't understand the need especially when you have other prominent characters in the halo universe that are characters of color. I mean, you have an introduction of this new Quan, um, I believe his name is Quan, Quan character, who's, I'm assuming, Korean. I don't get it. You, you introduce new characters, you, you, you're having Spartans that are going to be of color uh, and others. Characters that we know and love 
in this regard i don't understand if you just wanted to be diversity for diversity's sake okay fine great but there was no really no reason to race swap these characters and it's not a big bone but it was it was like uh i was disappointed because it felt like it was just a let's just do it just for diversity's sake to you know add more color count to the show i i i vehemently hate that personally speaking but uh, on another note i am intrigued because of this new direction though with this new covenant object or it's probably a forerunner um object or a forerunner artifact which is probably more appropriate i'm interested to see how john is connected master chief i'm interested to see now that he's on the run from the unsc which is really weird I'm interested in the story, even though it's not the Halo story I wanted. That's probably the best way of putting it. So with that, I'm looking forward to see how it goes. I'm looking forward to see how they interconnect sort of the big bullet points of Halo into this series. Because it takes place before the first game. It takes place before the fall of Reach. It takes place before they even discover the Halo. Um based on the premise and, and what was said in the story they've been fighting the covenant for years but know very little about them even on the world where we start out at with the separatists they don't think the covenant is real they think the covenant is a u.s unsc sort of hoax to get them to surrender and to join so it's still very very early on in the days of the covenant war so i'm very interested to see how they do get to the fall of reach how they do get to halo i'm, I'm very interested to see all of these things and how these new players play a part in that story development because if they don't address the fall of reach and no it doesn't have to be beat for beat uh excuse me beat for beat like the games and the stories and the other movie that came out but it needs to hit on all those major points and i think that fans of the show excuse me fans of the games are willing to give this show a chance with the differences but if they start to change those basic fundamental events that define what halo is then we will leave in a heartbeat because then it won't be halo so that's the question is this halo yeah we got master chief yeah we got the covenant but is it really halo only time will tell if this game is real excuse me if this show is really halo or just a generic sci-fi show that slapped on some characters that we've loved for the past 20 years to tell his own story i will be watching episode two and more importantly, episode three. And then I will make my decision. But for right now, I do recommend you watching Halo. Even if you're a fan or not. I'm more importantly interested in your take on the series. So if you have, if you've seen it, let me know what you think. Hit me up on socials. Drop me an email at infowebsystylemagazine.com. Let me know. I am very interested to hear what your take on Halo is. And oh, you think we're done with Halo? Of course not. Now it's time for the total slice and we still have even more Halo. As this week, in conjunction with the television show's release, 
Wolverine Boots announced a limited edition Halo themed boot. Now this footwear comes in green of course because of Master Chief's armor and has his Spartan number 117 attached to the side on the heel of the boot. Uh, the boots are featured uh, feature the UNSC United Nations Space Command and the logo of the materials group which made Master Chief's armor. Now these boots are actually kind of cool in my opinion and I am not a humongous boot guy but I know that Wolverine is known for very high quality footwear and these boots actually are going on sale on March 29th for the low price considering of $225. I was actually very surprised when I saw this price because usually when companies drop limited edition footwear, they're easily $400. $500. The fact that these boots are very reasonably priced for a pair of boots, because I think Wolverine boots are probably like $150, $200, if not more on the regular, I was very impressed. And they are very snazzy too, in my opinion. Not necessarily a pair that I would wear, but definitely if I was in that sort of footwear market, I would definitely cop those just to collect them. They are, are really cool. And for anybody who is a diehard Halo fan, they are definitely going to be a must-cop item when they drop on March 29th. Now, we're moving out of the world of Halo and into the world of fragrances. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the fragrance of the week. And this week, we have another small black owned company to highlight in this case i want to say it's ht.gar i always say hitgar uh and this is their signature fragrance um ht.gar uh, for men and this comes in a 45 uh 45 excuse me for a 50 milliliter bottle and ht.gar stands for is an acronym for how to get a response and this fragrance will definitely get a response and turn some heads as we have notes of mandarin orange watermelon seawater juniper cypress and amber so as you can imagine this is a fragrance that is certainly built for the heat especially spring and summer this is going to be one especially for the price that is going to be a very versatile fragrance in one's arsenal for the spring and summer seasons i definitely see this as one you can wear for work and play so that is my take on i just say how to get a response for men and what i'm wearing today is well should be no surprise it's ovation for men this is a fragrance that is man it is indispensable in my fragrance collection uh, it's one where much like Zaharp, i really do want to just spray it and bathe in it but i have to remember one is the edp so it can get quite strong but also that means i have to rebuy it even sooner now i'm sure uh that the owners would love for me to rebuy another bottle a lot sooner but it is one that i can serve because it is just that good and it is a i want to say 30 ml bottle for 85 bucks it might be 50 i'm not sure off the top of my head but this is one that 
when there's a fragrance that I want to wear to feel confident, uh, to feel uh, on top of my game, that really sets me in a really good mind frame, Ovation is usually the first one, if not at the top of my list of fragrances I pick. It is one that always garners attention. It is one that makes me feel uh, that much more uh at my peak when I am on my day regardless if it's just running errands I feel unstoppable when I'm wearing ovation for men and from those of whom who've actually taken my recommendation and purchased it it elicits the same sort of reaction uh, with them as well so one I'm glad to take my recommendation and two I'm glad they love it just as much as I do and this is a fragrance that I personally wear all year round. Uh, but it, yeah, it's I can wear it all year round. That's just me. I, I love this fragrance. So that's my take on, well, I should say not my take, but that is what I'm wearing today, Ovation for Men. And speaking of fragrances, our sponsor, Pete and Pedro, may be well known for their hair care products, but they also have a very excellent line of designer inspired fragrances that i really think you should try out and their prices are really great and really reasonable for these fragrances and more importantly if you use the link in the show notes or if you use the code ehawks10 you'll be able to get 10 percent off of your first purchase so that's my take on that use that link below of course you use affiliate link we get a couple pennies off your purchase and is much appreciated but i would not recommend the product recommend the company recommend the brand if i wasn't a fan and i did not believe they made high quality products especially in fragrances i'm really impressed with how much quality those fragrances are or how quality those fragrances are for the low prices that they offer for them uh, definitely in my opinion they're going to be a better buy than purchasing the designer fragrances that they are inspired by so that's my take on that and be sure to click the link or use the discount code in the show notes for 10 percent off your first purchase now with that this is unfortunately the end of this episode feel free to find me weekly um, over at nerds rule the world on the nrw checkpoint as myself and brian saff talk about all of the new releases coming up in gaming for that week as well as our take on any news or important pressing items from the gaming world also find me on social media at on instagram and twitter at webster style and also additionally on instagram as sartorian geek go to the website websterstyle.com find the latest sartorian geek episodes checkpoints and all the other items that we have there on style geek culture and as well as just your basic everything you need to know for the new definition of a gentleman as well as drop us an email, you know, tell us what you think about Halo. Tell us what you think about these boots. Tell us what you think about anything. Drop us an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. And of course, be safe out there and stay blessed. Thanks for listening. I mean, this is me right here. Baby, you see this? Nah, this is... Hold on. I mean, I can change. I thought... Never mind, forget it.
I'm a Jenny Jenny Miffinny Muffinny Finicky when it comes to the killing spree, aka that's an ensemble. Are you the enemy if you're not defending the presence of Millie in the vicinity without a bow tie? Okay, I might have went over the edge. Besides, I really let them clothes on them legs. Strong, we can lift him to the sky. The party's on the twelve. Yeah, we got a little time, hey, time, time hey, to get hey, it on. Yeah, and on fact, I'm the type of person on. And after that, take a picture with the phone of the outfit. Admit I'm choosing what we on. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear... Oh, Miss Million, them heels killing on. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Do it again. Not, chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't know. Take a hint though, don't try to get me at a moment. Comment though, smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin, tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. Instrumental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell if it ain't crazy like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look at lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kinda funny, can you tell me what's the price I got the range rover? Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that stylish. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that stylish. On the floor, pal, and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.